Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of Three In, Three Out. I am your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me out on Twitter at Clinton Bond. And I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. And find him out on Twitter at Seahawkers Pod. And after a, what was that, 31 to 7, I think? 31 to 7. It's a lot of points to try and remember when it's 31 of, points. A, a lot of math early in this podcast, Brandon. So 31 to 7. You know, smeltering, smoldering, smashing of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we finally get off this little detour of the 2021 season and we get back to a W. And we, now we're three and five. And now we hit the bye week. And now we got a little time to reflect and, and, and question, do we have a path? Can we, can we climb back in, you know, the playoff uh, speak here? Can we, can we get our way back in there, Brandon? So, I, you know, I'm open. I'm always fired up to talk Seahawks. I'm especially fired up after a Seahawks victory. How is your victory Monday doing on your side? Yes, I am. I am content after this victory because I, I feel like the Seahawks went in. They did what they needed to do. They didn't screw around. They got out to an early lead. Didn't mess around by letting the Jaguars into this game. And we had that nice defensive performance where they nearly they nearly shut them out. I wanted the shutout so bad. I, I, I was less concerned with the shutout um, and way more concerned with shutting injuries out. When it got mm. down to like the fourth quarter, I was like, just, okay, this game's done. You know, pack up the tent, get, stay as healthy as you possibly can, cruise into the bye week, get super duper healthy. Hopefully that means we get Russell Carrington Wilson back. We shall see. And, and away we go. We put our best foot forward because then we got to go to Lambeau and we'll get to all that. And before we do that, though, on three in, three out, the most unique Seahawks podcast out there, Brandon, you know, there's lots of regulations in the world. There's signs, signs everywhere. There's signs. But on three in, three out, Brandon, there's only one rule, but I can't ever remember the rule. I need your help. I need your help. I think the reason why you need some help is because this rule really only kicks in once in a while this season. And, and this just for the third time this season, this rule is in effect. And that is when the Seahawks win. We start with an in. We get to start with an in on three and three out. So do the button. Hit it already. Let's get going. Let's get going. Excellent. Excellent. So, yes, always nice when we get to start with an in. So I want to I want to jump right in here, Brandon. I've got a couple couple of sliced. This was the type of game where there was a lot we could choose from. And you're going to have, a, you know, a chance later to chime in as well, which is great. And. Thankfully, there's not that much on the outside. Like we saw 31-7, pretty clean game. Jaguars ain't that good. That's okay. Listen, if you want to listen to other podcasts about how the win is meaningless and how it doesn't really matter and the season's already lost, guess what? There's there's actually podcasts that, that no, are doing no, that for you. No, so, You're making that no. up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so go, go, go hit those play buttons. Here, we're going to focus on some of the great, some of the nooks and the crannies, the whole thing already. So I want to hearken here to, it is quarter two. This is after after the Diggs interception, right? So Diggs gets that nice uh, safety interception, third of the season. Good read. Looked like Tavon Austin should have zigged when he zagged, and Lawrence uh, you know, puts the ball into Diggs' belly, beautifully catches it, and away we go. So it's 7-0 at this point, about 13.30 to go. We're at our own 27-yard line after the Diggs interception, and we bring Everett in motion from right to left, and there's like Swain, uh, Swain on the inside and Lockett on the outside. So they're bringing three receivers to the left-hand side. They run a simple little concept, which results in an eight-yard little turnaround to lock it. What I loved about this, just in general, Brandon, and why I want to start here and really talk about this probably quite a bit, is all the last couple of weeks, what, what area of the field did we say, hey, why don't we use this part of the field very much? The middle of the field. The middle of the freaking field. Exactly. Exactly right. So I love the idea that on first downs, we had this, these quick hitters, these quick, easy sinks that are like, yeah, we could run for three to four to five. And we were doing some of that. Or we could take these quick hitters to lock it, get his volume and his touches way up, way early in the game. And this is the perfect example of this. So already up seven to nothing. It's a little eight yard dunk to, to lock it. It's a beautiful little concept where Everett hits the flat. Swain just takes his guy deep. And then what you have is Tyler Lockett, one of the best route runners in the league against a linebacker. And all he has to do is curl, 
sit down and the ball's on time and it's second and two. It just was like everything we wanted to see for a couple of weeks, especially with Gino in there and even hearkening back to why don't we do more of this with Russ? We saw that and that was a perfect example of it. And I really wanted to put that out there first and serve it up to you, Brandon. Yeah, well, this it also gets to the point that we've been making after this last game is get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Yes. And that's what Gino did in this game. It was all Tyler Lockett. It was all DK Metcalf. And it was mostly Tyler Lockett, although when it came to the end zone, it was all DK Metcalf. So it was important to see Gino, well, for one, get some really nice protection up front. But he's also looking for the guys who he knows are are the playmakers and getting them involved. And yes, yeah, so I'm wondering, is this the one where Tyler nearly gets his head taken off going over the middle? Because the, the I think the safety like was right in on him or it may no, have been a different no, one. Did, but there was one where it was, play, yeah. it was heads up for Tyler to, to get down quickly. Yeah, yeah. He did that thing that he did a lot last year where he kind of just literally just gets down. And says, I'm done. I'm done here. We're cool. I've been in the league long enough. I don't re- I don't return punts anymore and I don't take headshots anymore. Smart man. No, this was a different play, okay. but there were like the 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 cool part about you having to ask that is because there were there were several like that. That's exactly the point. There were several that and DK had a couple that were same thing, just a little go that way, turn, and the ball will be in your gut. Did that a couple of times with DK also, and it was uh, Michael Sean Dugar. I got that right this time. Look at that. <laughs> they talked about that quite a bit on the Man to Man podcast about about listen, the balance was was finally there we'll talk about maybe some imbalance in the running back scenario in a little bit but they went to their best dudes as like over and over and over again and basically ignored the other stuff and it was like if you cannot stop this we're doing nothing else until you prove until you prove you can they couldn't stop it which was which was beautiful so that was the big you know first in and it really kind of carried throughout the game so i wanted to put that one out there as the momentum to begin things and now brandon it wasn't all roses. It wasn't all rainbows. 31 to 7, it's mostly rainbows and roses, but there are some some warts to talk about, I too. Can, I can handle the warts, Clinton, when there's so many more rainbows. Correct. Let's, let's, let's go over the rainbow and hit that first wart. You know where I'm going out of the gate here. You, you know, you know what, what I'm going to smash, and I don't care. I don't care if this is broken record Clinton time. It's quarter one. Zero to zero, six twenty to go. Do this you do you just... even have to paint the canvas of yes. what play oh. <laughs> you want to talk about with this? Because well, by my it's... stat sheet, there's probably seven of them that you could have chosen from. <laughs> yes, seven for seven. Uh, that that's a that's a line actually, right? So what are we thinking? And like, are, is there was there was there a reason behind this? And did it work? But this is just after Lockett almost scores, right? Right. So it runs that little beautiful post, whatever you want to call it, gets to the sideline. Over his head, Gino hits him. He's, they initially called a touchdown. He's actually down like the half yard line. You know, even though they call. didn't review it, whatever they just did, they called it a touchdown, and then yeah, they, yeah. without reviewing it, they call it short of the goal line and didn't give us any kind of meaningful review. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember this part of the game. <laughs> yes, and I'm sitting there like just happy as could be because Lockett's definitely like you know a top two guy for me. Love the dude. They take that away, and I'm like bummer, man. But not only did they take that away, but then they proceeded to hand the ball off twice to, to Rashad Penny. And I'm just immediately mad because, number one, I don't, like, I don't want, I want Collins to kind of get the glory. Plus, the, if you're going to hand the ball off the one, I want Collins to get the momentum. Like if, if Carson is hurt, as he might be like, legit hurt, I want to get our other guy going. Like, hey, you're the guy. You're the dude. And we got to lean on you. And, you know, as we hit the second half of the season. So that made no sense to me. The first run, bad blocking. I don't think anybody, even Chris Carson, gets in, gets in for the first one. The second run, Penny has choices. He had three choices. Choice A was go to the left where there's a hole. Yeah. Choice B was go to the right where Disley had sealed off the right-hand side well enough and Everett and I think it's Swain are taking their dudes to the right-hand side off camera. There was a hole. There was also a third choice. Do you know what choice he chose, Brandon? He, he, he chose poorly and took door number three. Yeah, door number three was I'm going to run directly into the back of, I think it was like Gabe Jackson and Disley combined. Like just ran. I don't get it. I just don't. So it's, it's hair pulling out and now it's third down. All right, 
They hand the ball to Collins. He doesn't get in either. However, makes a decisive cut, makes a beeline for the goal line and gets and just gets hit by like three dudes at once. I'm like, dude, nice play. Okay, cool. And then we get the touchdown with Gino. Love the fact that we went for it. Love the fact that we get the touchdown. Give it to your six foot five guy to do six foot five guy things. All good. I I just wonder, what are we doing with Rashad Penny at this point? What is is there a logical answer that you could help me understand? The only explanation that I could get based on Pete's post-game press conference is that Alex Collins' groin injury is legit, as Pete would say. And that Alex was playing through that. And so they were probably trying to give him a little bit of a break there. The only thing is there's two other dudes that you give that break to. And one of them's DJ Dallas. One of them's Travis Homer. I would trust either of those guys right now at this point over Penny. DJ got a, a run or two later. Looked like DJ Dallas, like pretty good. Homer touched the ball a few times later, later too, in a cool way. Um, you know, looked pretty good. And he's, he's had moments before. It's just... To me, Penny is RB4, maybe RB5. Maybe, maybe Belor on, on a fullback dive would, would do better at this point. So it's just, it's, it boggles the mind. I was thinking, are they trying to put him out there and show something for trade value? I, I don't even know if it's that. I think, who's, I, who's I, trading? I, I think that Pete Carroll legitimately wants to give him enough work so he can kind of get the feel of the game back after being out for so long. He's had the ACL injury. He's worked his way back from that. And so in a way, I, I think you want to see what you have for one. And I think the, the only really good way to do that is to give him the enough repetitions in actual game condition to to at least you know give him that feel for the game. Now, the perfect time to do that would have been after the Seahawks are up 24 to seven or right. you know, multiple scores. And then it's OK. It's Rashad Penny time. You're up three scores. You can just hammer away with Penny and give him that work. Let the clock run down and and give him his work that way. Yeah, exactly. Because you said like you wanted something that's like close to a game and playing the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars is actually close to an NFL game. It's 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 almost it's almost that. That's how that's how stellar they are. So it was it was confusing. It is frustrating. The thing that like just is there for me is just hey after this bye week. We can't pitter patter with the, if we have any shot, if Russ comes back or doesn't versus the Packers, the only shot we have is to use our, just in the same way we used our dudes, right? It was the Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf show. After this bye week, it's, it's gotta be the Collins show. It has to, like, he's gotta be in 70%, 80% of the snaps. It can't be this, this, this share because it's going to end up in these, we can't give away drives where they stall at R40, stall at like the Packers 48 because we decided to put Penny in halfway through a drive. Can't have that big, big fear of mine. It's an out, but we get to move on back to some more fun stuff and back to the Yids. Okay, got that out of the system. Got to sure? because You got it out for this week. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, listen, we have a bye week, right? So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Rashad we'll see Penny happens. is so thankful for the bye week if, uh, if this gets back oh. to him. This it's just four years. Four, it's four years. Four. This is year four. All right. I'm, okay. I'm out. Okay. Onto it this is it. We're, We're onto on it. the inside. We're on the inside. Okay. 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 Just got to need a smelling salt or something here. Okay. We're back to zero, zero. It's 1220 to go. And in the first quarter. All right. So this is early. This is the Jacksonville opening drive. Brandon, do you recall what the Jacksonville opening drive kind of looked like until it didn't? It started out like they were moving pretty well, right? I don't yeah. think, yeah, they didn't have a third down. Yeah, they they picked up multiple first downs before the, the Seahawks finally stopped them. It just was like it was it was like a oh boy, like really like real quick. You know, they they crossed midfield like it was nothing. It was like oh dear, oh no, like is this is this really starting to happen like this soon already? And it's so yeah, and it was like passes to Arnold Robinson. Looked Robinson's a good back by the way. We 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 definitely. I tried got, to tell you that. I I thought I I established that. Yeah, James Robinson is a high, you know, high quality H2O. That dude's a, he's a good, he's a good NFL back. So, you know, we got, we definitely got lucky that he got dinged and it sounds, and sounds today like it's not too, uh, not too bad, which is very good for his young career. So happy about that. That dude can play the, then the play that I, that I want to pick out here again, about 1220 to go in that first drive. It's the second and sixth play where 
Jacksonville pulls a Seattle. Robinson's not hurt yet. And they put Hyde in. Hyde is okay. By the way, markedly better than Rashad Penny, but he's he's not very good. He's not very good. Right. He it, runs- it, Alex Collins, it, it, the, the Seahawks made a good move dumping him and bringing back Alex Collins because it's it's another tier above. Uh, 100%. 100%. And so uh, he goes out to the flat. So we're talking uh, Hyde. Hyde goes out to the flat here. Little dump off to him. And you look up and there's there's room. There's room. There's about 11 yards of separation. And this is the play where, this is the first play of the game defensively where we make a big stop to kind of like just stem their momentum right away. And this is Ugo Amadi. Ugo comes in 11 yards deep. Now, granted, Hyde is not, he's kind of DJ Dallas, like returning, you know, uh, returning kickoffs. Doesn't have too many moves left. He has a size advantage in this case, though. That's true fact. True fact. But Hyde really can't get going back up north. It takes a little while to get the engines going. Ugo swoops in and just makes a beautiful kind of swiping foot tackle, spins Hyde around, down for a pretty hard tackle. Only a one-yard gain. Sets up a third down. They actually convert that, but then they sputter out later. But for me, it was just like, okay, you know, football's weird. And we, we know, we've seen it plenty of times where things can kind of get on tilt real quickly one way or the other. And if the Jaguars march down there and make it 7 nothing, with how we're coming out of all this, it's probably a very, very different ball game. And if, for me, it was the first piece. I was like, all right, we, we, we started to just rev our defensive engines and then really did throughout the entire game. So I wanted to hat tip to Ugo for doing a great open field tackle to just, you know, just to seize the momentum that Jacksonville was starting to get at zero to zero. Yeah, I think this was the first defensive play, and I think you mentioned this already, where it, it felt like the defense came to play. You know, he brought his hat into the tackle. Oh, yeah. And then just a few plays later, Lawrence was getting sacked by Ryan Neal, the only sack of the game by the defense, and it came from a defensive back. And so I, I think this kind of got the DBs going a little bit. They were fired up, and, and the other dude that's constantly bringing his hat is, is uh, Quandre Diggs. Quandre had a nice hit on this first drive, too. Andre Diggs was an absolute steal of the football player for what we got him for and how, you know, how good he's been, how available he's been, uh, you know, different parts moving in and out around him constantly. And it's like that dude is there every single week. So, so you know what, for three in three out and a a player, when we're talking nooks and crannies, I, I feel like Diggs gets kind of that spot on the defense to where if he does great things, he's supposed to, but he does so many other things that get overlooked as well. So if he doesn't get an in, uh, you know, a, a uh, honorary in while we're talking about defensive backs on this round. Love it. Love it. All right. Honorary in to Quandre, the in to Ugo. Let's flip it back over. We got two more routes to hit up. So let's get to one of those now. Okay. So they're going to be a little nitpicky. It's a 31 to 7 thrashing of a, of a pretty bad football team. Okay, so here's one though. Quarter three, about a minute and 30 to go. It's already 24 to nothing. So we're on our way to a blowout here. There was the, their tight end, Arnold, had a pretty good game. Like he was one of those dudes where, for the most part, again, we struggled against screens for the most part. And we struggled a bit against covering their tight end, you know, over and over again. This particular play, there's a little dump out. It's about the 30-yard line, little dump out to Arnold. And, you know, Lawrence really floats the ball out there. And once again, we see Mayoa out in coverage. And it's, and it's, it's okay. Listen, Mayoa versus Najee Harris, very not great. Yeah, Mayoa, Mayoa and Arnold, that's, that's fine. That's, that's, you're going to have to do that. That's, that's okay. What I didn't love, though, is I don't care if it's 24 nothing. I don't care if it's 4 nothing. you know, two safeties. I don't care. What happens is Mayoa gives him enough space. That's fine. Arnold catches the ball and has, like, enough time for, like, the, the roadrunner to just restart, you know, restart and go <laughs> forward. And Mayoa just kind of sits there. We've talked about this earlier in the year where he just doesn't actively close the gap, but the sticks are right next to him. You know, they're right there. So just the presence of dude go up there and make a stick and make this guy work work for the first down he doesn't engage arnold until he's already a half yard past it and he makes a tackle but it's just like i just it left me like yearning for that trey brown play we called out a couple of weeks ago yeah where trey brown 
saw something that that third down play that that got the game to in overtime, right? That got us the ball back uh, versus the Steelers. It was just like the opposite of that. And I realized, you know, one dude's a DB, he's gonna be a lot quicker than Mayoa. If you're gonna be out in coverage, well then go bring your hat. And it just was it was kind of soft, and I wanted to call that one out. Maybe he doesn't want to be in coverage. Maybe this is him <laughs> letting us know that. Hey, Coach Norton, stop doing this to me. Don't don't put me out there like this. Although you bring up the point of Dan Arnold, you know, kind of, well, he was their leading receiver, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a good thing to me. Uh, if if you're allowing Dan Arnold to beat you, it's better than allowing a guy like Chenault to catch his 13 yards. That's shutting out a dude who you generally have to be a little bit concerned about because I would say he's one of their best, probably he is their best receiver. And James Robinson, you know, they they held, they kept him in check too. So, yeah, on the day, I, I felt like they were able to handle the Jacksonville playmakers. Now, you're, you're talking about two guys, but at least they, they did what they needed to with that regard. Very, very uh, smart point. Agnew had a couple, and he's, he's good. He's shifty. Oh, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's a good little player as well. And to your point, yeah, if it's like, you know, Arnold's going to get a couple of, of dinks and dunks here and there, you're, you're, and, and you win the game 31-7, to you're more than living with that. You're very, very happy about that. You know, I think Trevor Lawrence didn't do himself too many favors there. And I think for a lot of times, too, we, we also made him quite uncomfortable. It wasn't wasn't a huge, huge sack game. Like you said, only one recorded sack. But there was at least two or three others where the dudes like in the grass were about to be where he, where he you know, he has to get he has to boot the ball, essentially. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's just to some of those plays where you say, wow, the guy was open. The Seahawks, you know, in the secondary, they, they didn't have it covered up. Now, it was close enough. But it was because of bad throws that ultimately led to some of those drives ending. Not so much the Seahawks defense, but it was because I think they were getting more of that consistent pressure rather than getting the the sacks here and there. And uh, so, yeah, the the amount of pressure, I, I think, was OK in this game. And and the thing that gets very overlooked, and I think, because it just doesn't show up in stats this way, is also balls batted down. Yeah. So, you know, you. I realize the sack is is the is the the money shot, of course. Like you want the sack. That's the big thing people get paid for. But you you get in there and third down or second down, and you get your mitts on something, and it's third and long because of that, or it's a punt time. Equally demoralizing, and in some ways, kind of cooler. <laughs> it's just kind of cool to see a ball just you know carch caride back in somebody's face, which is always nice. All right, so this last one, last in, last standard in, I should say. Early Q4, it's that fourth and 10 play. You mentioned Neil had the only sack of the game. This is the other play where basically he got the sack, right? Now, I understand it doesn't go down the book as a sack. We were just talking about there were a couple of plays where Lawrence was really so, you know, so in the grasp or about to be sacked and just gets rid of it. This is one of those where like literally the dude's like timbering over and his, his hair starting to float <laughs> back up because he's fallen faster than, than the earth and the whole thing already. And... um and he has to get rid of it. And it was a, what I liked about this was they were using Neil and it's kind of like, that's the play and that's great, but they were using Neil around that, the line of scrimmage a ton where he's just standing over, you know, that, that nose tackle position right over the center. And early in the game, they did a play where it was, they rushed just three and he didn't get back in time to go cover his guy. And they got an easy first down. And I was kind of mad about that. But then just a little bit later, like you mentioned earlier, same type of formation and they run a stunt off of that and he gets home and the same exact thing in this fourth and 10 in the fourth quarter, they did a nice, a nicer job of doing these little, little inside stunts, doing these stunts where Neil was one of the centerpieces. And when you combine that with like Taylor had a good game, so he's coming off the edge. He's pretty ferocious. He's beating his dude. He's taking two dudes with his side and then stunting through the middle. It was like, I know this is not a very good NFL team, but who cares? Right? It's an NFL team. You could practice, you could hone. And that's what I saw here. So it, it's the in is the, is the Neil quote unquote, almost sack on fourth and 10, but it's the usage of Neil and the stunts in the middle that I was like, Ooh, we hadn't seen this wrinkle just yet. And I like it, man. I think, I think it was just another, another up leveling as we get into the second half of the season. And I know we haven't played great quarterbacks, but you don't make your schedule. So we did. We had to do against against poor quarterbacks the last couple of weeks. I do like the usage of Neil in a couple different respects because you can use him in that Jamal Adams role to where he's kind of coming off the edge. But 
teams aren't expecting it in the same way and and reacting to it the way when you see Jamal Adams lining up on the edge because then they know okay we're either going to double that guy or send you know or, or shift the protection so that way you you've got somebody who can handle Jamal pretty well and I I don't think that they've worked it out when to expect that just yet with Neil so if you can find a way to mix that in and then make it more of an opportunity than for Jamal. So that way it can kind of catch the offenses off guard a little bit. So Jamal isn't getting quite those those heavy looks that he has been uh, earlier on in the season. Then, yeah, I think we, we've got a good mix on defense in terms of snap counts. You had Neil out there for 21 out of the 76 snaps. That's good for almost 30 percent. You know what? I, I think I'd be happy with even more Ryan yeah. Neal out wow. there. And I, I like that you called that out. Man, holy cow, that percentage kind of shook me there. If you were to ask me before, like how how many snaps was he out there? I would have, and if he gave buckets, I would have said 40% more. Because probably just because like the a lot of the memorable plays on defense. Is when he was out he, there. Yeah, see, it shocks there. me to look at the snap counts and see Sidney Jones at 46% and Ryan Neal at 28%. That's That's wild to me. Very interesting. And to your, to, but to your macro point, I love it because, yeah, I think they're just, you know, little, little laboratory experiments here and there to fig, figure this out. Like, what can we do with this, with this mix of players? Now we got DJ Reed who had to hit the tent and I'm not sure if we have too much, uh, you know, anything on, on Reed yet from uh, any conferences that they say. It was any- a hamstring injury. So that, that would explain why Sidney Jones saw as much as he did because only 49 snaps and, and yeah, it was a hamstring injury. So I'm, I'm gosh, I'm hopeful that it's one of those short-term hamstring injuries, yeah. but still, I, I do feel that with who they have with, with Jones out there and with Trey Brown, I think those two, the mix of the three Reed, Jones and and Brown are better than any three a mix of three corners that we've seen uh, in the last two years. I feel like, yeah, one of these years we'll fi- we'll figure it out to like start the season with like you know the combination that works, not just yeah. not just figure it out. Mid-way. Well, if Trey Brown doesn't get injured, then maybe it works out okay. But uh... yeah, you know what? I'll 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 concede that point and say yeah, we know they they did try to draft the guy, so that that's a cool thing. Yeah, um, but good. No, but to your point though, love the, love the mixology. And I think they're going to just continue to crank that up. And, you know, hey, man, we got these two next tests coming up out of the bye. We'll see. We're going to see. This is I actually love this because with or without Russell Wilson, obviously, hopefully with. um, But even without we let's see, did this defense really progress or did we just hit a patch of playing, you know, mediocre, mediocre teams with mediocre to to very to, to poor at this point quarterbacks? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that all how that all unfolds. Before we do that, though, we got one more out. It is a nook. It is a cranny. Let's hit the whammy. Going to keep this one super short, super simple, super frustrated. This is uh, quarter two, 12, 23 to go. It's only seven to nothing at this point. This is after. So Collins has a nice little play. Uh, he gains, I don't know, 10 or 12 yards off the right hand side, busted out there. Great little run. And they call a taunting on the Jags, which I'm like, whatever. So they call taunting on the Jags. It moves the ball forward. And my out is, I don't know how in the world we then get a delay of game. We, we had a delay. It's just, it's just, and I know 31-7, I get it. Uh, stop picking on them, et cetera, et cetera. Back of quarterback. I don't know. I, I don't really care. It's you had a run play. It was blown dead. There's, there's a, uh, you know, the dude comes out with the stripes and explains what's going on and calls some lame taunting penalty on the team that nobody cares about. They spot the ball for 15 yards. They restart the play clock and then we don't snap it until there's double zeros. I don't, I don't get it. I just, it just, it, it just drives, drives you batty. Ended up not mattering. We scored. That's the drive that, uh, that DK Metcalf hauls in the, the first of his two beautiful ball by Gino there. You know, he played, played really well. Um, but I just, it just, it drives, it drives the Seahawks fan bananas, Brandon. You're home. You know, like, no, no excuses. There's no to, reason to, to a take game. a delay a game in that particular time. Stop Zero. making it harder on Geno Smith. Like the, the guy has already gone through enough with having to face the New Orleans front seven and the Pittsburgh front seven. Finally, he gets a little bit of a break against the Jacksonville front seven. Don't, don't make it any tougher on him. Fortunately, like you said, 
you know, Alex Collins gets the, the run up the middle for five, then a nice little pass out to DK for five. Uh, oh, that, that was over the middle. And then, yeah, they pick up the third down to Tyler. So, yeah, it was it was nice that they were able to recover from that because I was thinking at that moment, as I'm sure you were first and 15. OK, well, this is the end of this drive. Well, yes. And it's because we've seen years ago, Brandon, like like I think when I was just writing the writing for, you know, the the the, the, blog, the podcast, just doing the blogs, I had called like the, the 40 to the 40, like the dead zone. Right. We just had challenges. Something like would, would always just, happen in that zone that just it, it, they struggled yeah. to get through it because once they got past the 40, it, everything was fine. It usually resulted in a field goal or a score, you know, or a touchdown. And this year, you know, we're a good even with a backup for a couple of weeks. We're, we're a good red zone team. We get down there. We're very often we're scoring and putting up seven. That's cool. But that 40 to 40 uh, is just even even our 45 to the opponent, 38, if you will, 37. It's just. It's just a wonky area of the field. And I don't, you know, I watch a lot of football, but a lot of it's like I'm keeping tabs on fantasy or I'm keeping tabs on a bet or I'm, you know, uh, watching a primetime game or red zone. With all those things, you're not seeing a lot of action between the 40 to 40. That's just not what highlights are made of, right? It's like showing punts all day unless it's Dixon. Um, so so I just don't know if other, if other fan bases feel the same way, that they bog down so often there. So when you see a dumb, dumb, mental error in that part of the field that's exactly it i'm like man we're gonna end up punting from like their 38 aren't we uh now again we didn't it was awesome if we could turn the out into an in and we'd be all happy about it but again it's a cleaning it up being better getting healthy going into lambo and playing uh hopefully a very clean disciplined game we're gonna need it we're gonna have to play very clean very disciplined you know putting creative pressure on on a quarterback that can get out of things and can make plays off his back foot all the time. And Rogers, it's going to, it's going to be a big, big test. But Brandon, before we, before we get there, before we start talking bye week and all those things, this is our first win in four weeks. We lose three in a row on three in three out. Yes. We have the one rule, the one rule we, when we win, we start within, but also we invented it in 2020. When we win, we get a bonus in, we call it the Brandon it's your serve. I get to sit back. It's, you know, zero, zero, love, love. You get to serve the ball to me. What do you have on tap for your brand in after this de- big defeat of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars? All right. Well, I will paint the canvas as well and say we are at about 817 left to go in the third quarter. Now, they don't come out and, and get the touchdown or get any kind of score immediately after halftime you know when when you defer the coin toss you like to see them come out right after the half and drive down the field and get a score uh it didn't happen geno smith got sacked for minus 11 on third down (laughs) but second and five they are just off of the goal line what does geno do he throws it up for dk metcalf second touchdown of the day but this is just in the in the universe of three and three out. We like to look at the nooks and the crannies and what we see happening just as the snap is about to go. You see the free safety for Jacksonville sneaking up toward the line. He is going to be blitzing off the edge and Alex Collins. Alex Collins is the guy who sees the safety. It is Andrew Wingard coming off that side. Alex Collins, he's he's to the left of Gino, so he has to cross in front of him to pick up the blitz, and he does an outstanding job and gives Gino enough time to loft that ball up in the air for DK. So my in is going to Alex Collins. I love this in a whole ton. This uh, ended up being mentioned. We'll get to from the flock in a second. This was something that that was called out there, and I was hoping that maybe you'd pick this one up as well. I was going to leave it. It was something I was going to talk about, but I'm like, all right, between the Brandon and other folks in the flock already talk about this is a high probability that Brandon will go here. And the thing for me was I was told that only Travis Homer could pick up blitzes. <laughs> no, you know, like, no, it turns wait, out no, no, there's a couple of truths here, Brandon, a couple of this is truths. DK cannot do anything but a nine route period. Uh-huh. He can, he's, don't, don't put a cone or dare three cones in front of that man. Do not do that. And only Travis Homer can pl- pick up blitzes. So I don't know what happened here because it just couldn't be real. Yeah, it's, it's super weird that uh, he was able to get it done and give 
Gino enough time to 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 make the play. Now, if I wasn't going to go here, I, I feel like we're overlooking Gino Smith a little bit. It, this is like Gino's like Russell for the for the for the week. But yeah, but go on. You know, well, just- I'm, I'm just saying on that on that four down uh, series where they they waste two plays by giving it to Rashad Penny. And then Alex does a, a pretty good job to nearly get back to where they had started, even though even though if you look at the the play by play stat sheet, it, it says Penny rushed twice for no gain. No, I'm pretty sure they were back at almost the three yard line <laughs> after rushing for no gain twice. But Alex gets him back and then Gino is able to Superman over the top and get into the end zone. I, I just I felt like that play by Gino because of everything that came afterward. It ends up getting overlooked a little bit. Well, I also love the fact that we went for it. You know, A, we didn't kick a field. There's goal. that too. B, we put the ball inside the, the quarterback's hands. Who's a big dude. He's six foot five or something. Right. So and you let him make an athletic play. And, and he took and they, a shot on that, too. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he, yes, he did. So it was, it was, well, you know, just, I agree. I love, I love the extra brand in. And I do want to say. <laughs> I'm doing, doing double brand ins. Can yeah, I do a triple? Not? What else did I forget about? <laughs> Trey Brown. I do, uh, Trey, Trey Brown played pretty well, too. I do want to say quickly on that, uh, on that, you know, Alex Collins block. It's just like, you know, we, we, we say we have to have this guy in for third down, Travis Homer. He's our two minute drill guy for this, that, and the other thing. It's like, wait a second. So you're telling me our running back with our with the best vision on the team, with the best feet on the team, who's probably the most aggressive runner on the team, who is Alex Collins, could also, you know, see a sneaky uh, blitz, shift over in time, and and lay some wood when he has to. Like, check, check, check. Yeah, the dude can do everything that Travis Homer can do and better. Not ragging on Travis Homer. Just going back to a theme of play your best dudes give alex collins 70 snaps per game <laughs> groin be damned get, get, get them the, just give him, get the him on ball. defense let him play some linebacker there you go. i want there you alex go. collins all the time get him a bag of peas he's right he's got a whole week to, to rest up before the packers game get the man some peas all right so we are gonna hit this thing and we're gonna we now we have from the flock right so it's been a while since we've been able to digest and celebrate a win we have this beautiful segment that's called From the Flock. This is when you, the good people of Earth, the Seahawker out there, get to tell us what you thought were the nooks and the crannies and the whole thing already. And Brandon, there's a couple of ways people can get involved. So why don't you tell them a few of the ways that they they can partake in this awesome tradition? Yes, of course. You can always come in via Twitter at Clinton Bond. Use the hashtag 3i30. But you can also go to patreon.com slash flock. And for $3 a month, you can be part of our group that gets you in our discord. We have a three in three out channel that you can be a part of. We chat as well during game day. And so it's it's a good group of folks who, yeah, we just enjoy watching football together. Call out the plays in real time when you see an in, see an out. And it's just a, a fun way and, you know, a value add for when you're watching the game. You, you feel like you're part of a group. That is also watching the game at the same time as you are. Worth every penny out there, people. Do it. It will increase your hawkra, and you'll, you're you going to have a good time. We, we do hand out the increased hawkra for free. It's- <laughs> very, very true. Oh, man, we skipped the MVC. You know what? We're, we're blowing past it. We'll talk about MVC <laughs> another time. It's MVC, no. You know what? Taking that back. MVC goes to Alex Collins on the block. Jim J. Bullock for the block. Jenny from the block, the MVC, the most valuable cranny, goes to Alex Collins. It'll be in his locker room. Look for it next time when you see him. You can't know, believe you almost forgot interview. that. I can't you believe just did, you didn't want to. You, you were enjoying these couple of weeks of not having to put the order in for the trophy. This way you yeah. save on shipping and having the, the, you know, the etching, you know, beautifully carved into this trophy that will be in Alex Collins locker. But yeah. I, I'm glad that you Look you thought through that mentally and said, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm 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 not going to skimp on yeah. on getting this to Alex this week. I, I said something, but then I had to take a timeout. I had to take it. I was like, wait a second, did I? I don't mean that. Now nah, the NBC is Alex Collins, of course. He takes the whole thing already. So why don't you take away with the first uh, from the flock there? Brandon? All right, Keone in the city says out. Penny at the goal line twice. Yeah, we might have talked about that, but that's weird that it. you put this one up at the top. That's <laughs> well, you know, chrono- chronologically here. We had Car Car also in the Discord in going for it on fourth down and getting it done. Yes, we talked about See, that. See, I didn't too, need to call out Gino. Car Car had us covered. All good. 
Right hand Dan says in star safety steps up and justifies contract extension demand. And I'm assuming by this, he's talking about Quandre Diggs. I believe that he is. Pay the man his money. Exactly. Car car with another one, but out not letting players celebrate touchdowns. Yeah, the no fun league is is back, unfortunately. What happened with that? The DK Metcalf hugging a goalpost is is unsportsmanlike conduct? Yeah, it was there was there was no hip thrusting. There was nothing like that. It was just it was a hug and a hold, you know, like literally just jumped up t- as high as he possibly could, I guess, hugged it tight. That was it. That I guess next sport. time have your offensive lineman in position so you can jump up and hug him rather than the goalpost. If you're if okay, if you're doing this in uh you know in London, perhaps like it's it's you know it's a it's a you're in Mexico City, um that's a maybe. If you're doing it on uh you know at Jacksonville. Uh, maybe that's a yes. This is at home. Those are your goalposts. I feel like you could hug your goalpost, people. It's home. It's home. Josh DeHuman says in and links to a tweet from Bob Condota says Smith now 13 of 13 for 133 yards and a touchdown. Very, very beautiful start. I think he ended up with a 14th, I believe. I right? think so Gino like, got one more after that. Yeah. yeah. 14 for 14. Very nice. And, you know, Gino had a great game. One other one from Gino. I think that first one, too, was a a throw out of bounds, like just a getting rid of it type play. I think you're right. I think he had a scramble right and finally finally had to unload it. I believe you're correct. And we had Russell Wilson's sexy deep balls in the Discord in Gino making me forget that Russ, you know, will like to run 10 yards straight back and pirouette right into a sack. Uh, It's kind of a, you know, a tongue in cheek in that Gino, Gino did his best Russ took like a 10 or 11 yard sack. And, uh, you know, it's, these things happen. It, it looked okay. awfully, it looked awfully familiar. It looked familiar. Right hand Dan says really minor in, but Brown's one-on-one blocking on that trick play gave Gino loads of time to unload it, to lock it. I mean, you'd expect your lineman to make these blocks, but still pretty nice. It was a nice play. He's, he's not cause he like gets disengaged from his guy and then has to kind of circle back around to, him and then make another block. Another play where Brown had a great, a uh, great blocking performance too was the DK Metcalf uh, wide receiver screen mm. that was run, you know, sometime I think in the second quarter, Brown has to like get down the line quite a bit. And, and he, he ends up blowing, I think it's Shaquille Griffin out of the picture for a while there. It's a different dude that makes a tackle. So Brown, you know, and Brown's he was playing kind of- the Pete called him out saying that he had been feeling well all week. So yeah. the fact that he was able to even, uh, play in this game, it sounds like, was a, a little bit of an achievement. So, yeah, I, I think Dwayne Brown deserves an in. Yeah, I, I like all, all the ins. Right? <laughs> I love it. I love it very much. Beast Mode, Christopher over in the Discord also, all the way from Germany, saying in Dunlap casually batting down a pass from, from Lawrence in the back of the end zone, which was uh, which was really quite nice. Dunlap, uh, you know, I know he's not showing up in the stats that much, However, and I know the first six games were really kind of silent with, with Dunlap. He is show him and Hyder both. They're showing up more and more and more throughout the game, more consistency throughout the game, more disruptive. That's a recipe for, for better things to come. The next in from B wags bicep says in Travis Homer blocking and Clinton. I, I scrolled ahead a little bit cause I, I did want to see if this is completely uh, within the timeline. I don't even see an in for Travis Homer for scoring a touchdown on an onside kick. We have to talk about this. Uh, yes, sure, sure. Um, you know, just great heads up play, right? I mean, hey, credit where due. You don't see that very often. I mean, most I don't of the think time, I've ever seen that. I feel like I've seen it. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I feel like I. I feel like I want to have seen it. But uh, you know, obviously, nine out of ten or ninety-nine out of a hundred times, do just. Falls on the ball, ball. Goes, yeah. Goes down, right? But but hey, great play. Kind of does he sneaks through a little collapsing bridge to two dudes trying to get him. Sneaks right through there and it was takes fun. It to the house. It was fun. That was hey, a, a fun way to end the scoring in this game. Especially since like the game itself, what it was a 21 nothing at the half, and we tacked on three, right? So I believe that's accurate. You know, it was 24 nothing for a long spell there. So the game got kind of boring in the second half. So that was definitely besides defensively. That was definitely the highlight of the second half. And we kind of brought the crowd back into it to end it, which was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Design Peach Beach House comes in with the out, says if Penny needs all the stars to align to make a good play, he's not long for this league. That is a correct take by Amy. <laughs> Another one by Christopher there says, in Neil putting pressure on Lawrence when it counts. Hey, we, we kind of bookended 
he had the sack to start. He had the near sack to, to you know, finish it very well, finish things very late on the fourth and 10. Neil is proven to be a difference maker. And that is an exciting thing as we head to the second half of the year. John Ryan's face reacting to the fact that the Seahawks allowed a defensive touchdown says catfish. I wanted six ins. And I had forgot about this. I forgot about this, this little, this little you rule. You forgot about made. the rule that when they get I, the I, shutout, they get the six yeah. ins. You know, people, people in the discord were like, oh man, I, I can't believe we get the shutout. I, I was, and I was a little delayed on, on my stream, like 45 <laughs> seconds behind. And I kept seeing like all these, you know, just curses coming at me. Uh, at everybody, I was like, I was like, oh man, did somebody get hurt? Did somebody get hurt? And I was like, oh, okay, the Jags just scored. I had forgot that if we pitch a shutout, we're going all ins as, as if as if this episode wasn't basically that anyway. But it's all, it's all good. And Keone in the city had the same thing out for the D, not getting the shutout. I hear you, but um, I was way more concerned with uh, like I said, shutting out the injury bug, which we did nicely, which we which we had to do. We got to stay healthy. I'll take the next one too from Frost. This is a cool one in aggressive play calling on both sides of the ball. And, you know, he goes on to talk about different ways in which that occurred. But the thing that I, I was very happy to see that versus the Jags, but it did make me think about where was a little bit, a little bit of this offensive aggression versus the saints. Where was it? Where was a little bit more? I know it was raining. I know the saints are a much better team, which Instead of a one, if we dial that game to a three or four and let Gino do some things, right. we probably win that game too. But keep the good, keep the good vibes going. All right, Jeremy Evergreen in finally a trick play. I've been complaining about not seeing any for several weeks. Out, not getting the shutout. The defense is looking good lately, but that would have been really giving them something to have some swagger off of. Yeah, I I, I hear that. I, I guess I just don't agree with it. I think they've had three solid performances in a row now. And it's going to be, does any of it matter when they go play a Hall of Fame quarterback who is the reigning NFL MVP, who is in the running for current NFL MVP on a team that's 7-1 Bobby in Lambeau Wag- Bobby Field. Wagner's going to be really upset they didn't get that shutout. Fine. Take it out on take it out on John Wick over there, Rodgers, right? Take it out on that guy. All right, Josh DeHuman comes back. He says, in, solid showing from Ethan Posick at center. Hey, we haven't said Ethan. Here's here's how I know if a center did a good job. We never we don't mentioned talk about the center. <laughs> so in, in that regard, I have to agree. It's like, oh yeah, we didn't see uh, we didn't see Kyle Fuller completely turned around facing Geno Smith in the fourth quarter this time. Didn't see that once from Posick. So I guess I guess he played a pretty good game. Flocktimus Prime comes in out Pete Vent defense trademark. <laughs> Preventing the, preventing the shutout in Dunlap's long arm and giant mitts. Yeah, two passes defense, and you brought that up. Uh, just the guys getting their hands up in the air, and Dunlap with two passes defense on the day. I love the fact that Flocktimus trademarked in the middle of Discord the Pete Vent defense. It's a great job. So patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> I pointed, pointed to all the different folks out there. If you want to use that, you got to go through Flocktimus Prime, a.k.a. Keith Ketover, a.k.a. Flocktimus Prime. Go through him. <laughs> B-Wags, biceps, huge into Gino. On what was hopefully his last start as a Seahawk, he balled out. Respect. Hopefully. Hopefully it is. J. Scott AZ12 watching the replay in. Oh, see, this is the one. Is. Yep. Alex Collins for the block on the third quarter. Touchdown pass to Metcalf. And I, you know what? I like Jay Scott's, uh, yeah, his to, to go out and rewatch the game ahead of three in, three out, to then put in extra ins and outs into the Discord. Uh, that's exactly why I used it. Yeah, it was quite nice. And he ti- that was timestamped today. I don't know if you see that. That's what I'm saying. Little, he, yeah, yeah. He went, yeah. I mean, the folks put the in folks the extra effort. That's right. He went in and put the put it in today, which is a nice job. And the, the dude who did it on the fly, Chris Farnsworth, Chris Farnsworth, one four, he goes, I stand corrected. There seems to be creativity in our offense today. So he says, in to the game plan. Nice job, Chris. Chris has been out on Twitter, Twitter the last couple of weeks, and we're having a good time out there during the game. So join, join us out there again at Clinton Bond, at Seahawkers Pod, tag it 3i30, and get in just like Chris did. Any relation to Claire Farnsworth, I wonder? The former Seahawks beat or the writer for seahawks.com i wonder interesting chris if you're listening you know let us know if if claire is a is is a relative chris boucher 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 (laughs) chris boucher three in three out hashtagged out (laughs) having 
to hear Rashad Penny's name. Again, are you bookending this on purpose? Listen, I can't help what gets in this doc, except for that I choose exactly what gets in this doc. All right, Bailey out on out on Twitter. Bailey Lyborn into DK for just absolutely little brothering Shaq Griffin on that back shoulder ball. We need more of that. Hey, listen, more of if more of that equals getting, you know, DK and Tyler Lockett the most touches, yeah, I'm in for all of that. I was into that too. And it was Wilson Kahn that pointed out the fact that, yeah, that is the Randy Moss special right there where you yes. just throw it up and he just goes up and gets it. And after the game, it was interesting too, where DK was like, yeah, I, I like that they're trusting me. That's the first time that I've seen a ball like that, where it's just thrown up to me and trusting me to come down with it in the end zone. And so, yeah, more of that, please. I don't know. I mean, is that true? Can we fact check? Can somebody fact check? This? I, I, I mean, feel, I feel like, like it's it's probably not true. I, I feel like I've seen the balls thrown up to DK in the this end is zone. year three. I mean, I feel like he's been targeted a plenty in, in the red zone and the end zone. And the bot, the thing that's more like the anomaly is that he actually high pointed the ball. He's that he hasn't really been the dudes. Have, he's got eight touch eight touchdowns in the young season. He is a phenomenal alpha receiver. He's quite good high-pointing the ball hasn't really been his thing yet. So to see him do that and execute it, I was like, I was, you know, the, the, the emoji, the, the key and peel emoji. I was like, oh, there you go. There you do, go do you think that, that had anything to do with the familiarity with Shaquille Griffin, knowing that he's not a guy who usually gets his head around and, and is able to, you know, Griffin not known for intercepting a lot of footballs. And maybe maybe that was a little bit due to the Seahawks, you know, saying, okay, we can, we can trust you with this. Yeah, I think it's more Gino just doing things like that Kyler Murray often does, which is I'm going to zing a ball over a dude's helmet. And then sometimes my receivers are going to react and sometimes they're going to be like A.J. Green and forget to play football. That was fun. I, I will never get tired of, of watching that play to end the Me. game. Awesome. Hey, take this last one. Speaking right. of ending, yeah, it, take it away. We got the closer coming in. Strike up the music. The inner Sandman. Here comes Hong Kong Hawk. In making the rookie look like a rookie. Simple as that from uh, from Bloomy there. And that it, that is what we did all game long. He didn't look comfortable. Uh, they don't have a very good receiving core either. You know, like that Tavon Austin play with the Diggs interception. You could tell they're like on the sideline. It's, it's looking like Tavon was supposed to zig. But hey, what can you do? Trevor looked... He just, he just doesn't, he doesn't look too comfortable just yet. I think the dude has, I think he has it, but sure hasn't shown it out yet. And, uh, you know, the Jags are in, the Jags are in disarray. Like it's going to be really interesting to see does urban Meyer make it through the year. If he does, do they just can this after one year and try to salvage this before things go really South with, with what should be a franchise quarterback. That'll all be super interesting because on the other side, the NFL is so strange, right? The other side of the of the world of the of America, you got this second or third year dude, Mike White, come out of nowhere because Zach Wilson is hurt and put up 400 yards, multiple touchdowns, and beat a Bengals team that was supposedly surging. It's just this league's a funny league, man. It, it is funny. Now that could turn out to be you know his uh, his one game where we we see things like that. Shoot, we had a Seahawks quarterback get paid. Uh, based off of one amazing 400 yard game and you know the he was never seen again in the league so yeah it, it can happen yep yep so i hope for mike white that he gets the flynn treatment from somebody and he gets a nice uh three three-year deal or something like that for multiple millions and and then he could just ride off to the sunset so uh, absolutely just, I, I i hope that for him yeah good good for you good for you mike white and with that there's only one thing left to say go hawks go hawks go hawks